This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. How much do you want me to talk about last night's Bears loss to the Chargers at SoFi Stadium? 30 to 13. The final against the great Brandon Staley, Justin Herbert and the Chargers get healthy, essentially saving their season. It was a shit show offensively. There were a lot of those in the National Football League in week eight. Hi, and welcome back to the Danny Mac podcast. I'm Dan McNeil. Glad you're with me. Want to remind you the second part of my interview with former Bears quarterback Eric Kramer will be dropping in the next couple of days. You can follow me on social media at Danny Mac Show on Twitter or follow me on Facebook and I will let you know and I will probably post that. But for those of you who are subscribers, be looking for that. And if you are not a subscriber to the Danny Mac podcast, what are you waiting for? Come on, man. Help me out. Just click a button for me. Just subscribe and sample it from time to time. When you receive notification that I've dropped some thoughts and uh, maybe you'll come back for more. Will you come back for more for this National Football League after yesterday's garbage? It's a tough sell. And maybe it's, it's karma. Because I was chirping Saturday after looking at the Arizona Diamondbacks roster for game one of the World Series, which was a very good game, by the way. And I took it upon myself to post on social media, a boy, oh boy, where is the star power in this here World Series? The Arizona Diamondbacks, with the exception of 38-year-old Evan Longoria and home run hitter Christian Walker, are a lot of no-names. And then, of course, you know, game two was a blowout. But nonetheless, I, I admire what these teams have done to get here, but there was no star power. So I start playing the my sport is better than your sport game. And God, did it bite me in the ass. I cannot defend my precious National Football League today, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to. And uh, it was appropriate the way the Bears offense sputtered against the Chargers, a team that is not great defensively. Yes, they can get after the passer from time to time. They've been inconsistent with that as well. Khalil Mack didn't uh, didn't get a whole lot of pressures on Tyson Bagent last night, and when Joey Bosa got there, he got him. But um, Bears did an okay job protecting Bagent. They couldn't run the football. They didn't have an opportunity to run the football. Maybe Chris Collinsworth can note that the next time they're trailing by three scores. He starts bemoaning the Bears not doing what they do best. And yes, they proved in their win in week seven, they can run the football very effectively. The league in rushing last year with Justin Fields rushing for almost 1,100 yards. He wears his sunglasses at night, by the way. That upset a few people who were commenting. Oh boy, I love the keyboard tappers. I love the thumb pushers with all the knee-jerk reactions to this, that, and the other thing when things are not going your way. 
I'll, I'll, I'll ride a guy for a lot of things, but wearing sunglasses indoors, that's not on my list. You know, if he's just trying to be cool, maybe. I don't know if Justin Fields has sensitive eyes. Some do. Jim McMahon used to always wear sunglasses because he got stabbed in the eye with a fork, I think the story was, years ago. And uh, he has trouble with bright lights. I I don't know. But uh, I, I was getting text messages from people. I was looking on Twitter and say, oh, my God, here they go. They're mad at him even when he's not giving the ball away. If aliens came down from another planet yesterday and said, I've heard so much about this NFL. What is it, this game you speak of, Mr. Man? They'd look at me after yesterday's noon card and say, what in the F is all the fuss about? And the Bears offense was right in line with that. My God, Valus Jones says a few weeks ago, the second round special teamer, Wide receiver out of Tennessee, guy who hasn't earned a spot on the Ross on the playing field all too often in his very young NFL career. He drops an easy touchdown pass in the end zone. You don't catch it in the belly, Valus. You catch it with the hands. He'd slipped, and maybe the ball Bajan threw was a little bit underthrown. It wasn't a great pass. Not going to suggest it was but you got to catch the ball. Oh man, what an ugly game as the Bears fall to 2 and 6. It was the fourth fourth time this year the Bears have allowed 30 points or more and Justin Herbert just took the ball up and down the field in the first half at will. Los Angeles scored on all of its first four possessions. Uh, what did Herbert complete? 12, 13 straight passes before he finally threw an incompletion, which should have been an interception. Again, you need to catch the football, especially when you're the Bears, because your offense is so impotent. You have to take advantage. When the ball is thrown to you, catch the goddamn thing. The Chargers saved their season. They're three and four. The numbers on Bajant, 25 out of 37, 232 yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns. Deontay Foreman. Nine rushes for 34 yards. Again, the Bears really were not in a position where they could run the ball. They were trailing by too much too soon. Cole Komet had a team high, had a game high 10 catches. Austin Eckler, the running back for the Chargers, very effective as a receiver, not so much as a runner yesterday. The Bears did a nice job bottling him up. 15 carries for 29 yards, but it was the Herbert show. Number 10 with the broken finger, on his non-passing hand, got comfortable Sunday night at SoFi Stadium. 31 out of 40 for 298, three touchdowns. He did not throw an interception. Actually, he threw one, but the dude dropped it. You have to catch it. Matt Eberflus said after the game, and I, I, I went to bed. I recorded the football after show on NBC Sports Chicago and whatever Lance Briggs, whatever Halloween costume that was, Man, I think it was an inflatable beer can, but I'm really not sure. That's not a good look. It, it really was not. And, and in short shorts, too. Very, very uh, interesting look for the former Bears linebacker. But to my point on NFL offenses yesterday, look, I'm happy. I'm in a good mood. I don't want to be old man yells at cloud, but it was, it was really a crummy day 
for NFL football. And I'll start you with the nation's biggest market, New York. Jets and Giants, both of whom have underachieved terribly this year. The Jets, of course, getting their season sullied in week one when Aaron Rodgers goes out, so they're stuck with Zach Wilson the rest of the the way. And the uh, Giants didn't have Daniel Jones, so they get you a combination yesterday of Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito between the two of them. They were six for 17 for a minus nine net passing yards. Minus nine net passing yards. That game was terrible. 13-10 the final in overtime. 60 minutes of Jets and Giants weren't enough. The Atlanta Falcons, you know, they put some points on the board eventually yesterday. But uh, when Taylor Heineke is coming off the bench to save your ass, you've got some problems. I don't want to watch the Falcons play offense again this year. Bijan Robinson got a ton of of accolades before his NFL career started while well, the the rookie out of Texas is is uh is in a bad situation because his team trails a lot and Titans fans don't worry the Will Levis era is upon you the Packers offense this will be one of the few delights Bears fans can take out if you're a meatball Bears fan of Sunday's action the Packers lost again They've lost four in a row, 10 points, all they can muster up against the Vikings and the Vikings, Kirk Cousins with the Achilles tear. That That's hugely disappointing. They can't run the ball either. They're a one-dimensional team. So many of these teams with good talent, you know, and Justin Jefferson's been hurt, but when he's right, the Vikings have some talent and say what you will about Cousins and all of his flaws. He's got a ton of 4,000-yard passing seasons on his resume, when you can't run the ball, it really hurts your chances. Because you, you, when not, when your quarterback is off and you need to give your defense a break, if you can't handle the line of scrimmage and chew up a little clock and move the sticks a few times by just beating on people, you got no business winning in this National Football League if you can't do that. And we'll see where the Vikings go from here. But they're 24-10 winners over Green Bay yesterday, which is dreadful. Again, I mentioned the four straight losses. Jordan Love looks terrible. Christian Watson, you know, that's a big Romeo Dot. That's a big pile in Green Bay. This is as bad as they have been. This is by far before Favre the worst football team they've had. And the Steelers offense, with or without Kenny Pickett, is a steaming pile, too. Pickett had ribs yesterday. Well, not he didn't have ribs. He got I don't maybe he did have ribs. But his ribs were injured and he has to leave. So it's Mitch Trubisky time. And they play it real conservative, but they can't run the ball either. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers at home at Acrosure Stadium, and they can't run the football. You're the Steelers. And Najee Harris has been a rumor this year. Their offense is terrible. The New England Patriots offense is terrible. Mac Jones sucks. Uh, the Panthers and Texans slugfest yesterday, a 15 to 13 final in that football game. Fewer than 300 passing yards between the two. Those two teams combined for fewer than 300 passing yards. And the Panthers proved they couldn't uh, run the ball either. They averaged 1.8 yards per carry. However, 
they muscle out a 15 to 13 win over Houston. And uh, in essence, you know, maybe, maybe screw themselves when it comes to getting that number one pick, but I have all the faith in the world. Carolina will lose some more football games. There's not a doubt in my mind. That's going to be the case. It was bad. I mean, I, I, I expect a lot from this NFL. I love the league. I am enormously entertained. Even when I don't have a rooting interest in the NFL, I find it to be entertaining week after week. I sign up for what I call the carnage, and it didn't really arrive in week eight. We will put week eight behind us tonight as the Lions play host. <laughs> the Lions are seven and a half point favorites tonight over the Raiders. Now, the Raiders on Monday Night Football have a pretty good history. But after watching that last week, and there's another offense that can't score. Guy, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. And whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell, they can't get it going. I go with O'Connell. Although maybe they feel they have too much invested in Garoppolo. They've got to continue to roll with him. But Dan Campbell, it's on you tonight. Save week eight for us. Show us a diversified offense. And maybe the Raiders will show up too. They're seven and a half point favorites. I didn't do real well yesterday. The Miami Dolphins saved me from a bad day. I was on the wrong end of the San Francisco loss to the Bengals. just, it's so tough. The The unpredictability has gone on farther than it is supposed to. You get week one, week two, week three. By the end of September, you should start to get a feel, however, for who's potentially good week after week. And the Niners lose on the road to the Vikings and then come home and shit the bed against the Cincinnati team that in essence saved its season last night because the way the Ravens are going, that's that's going to be tough for them to uh, to rally to catch them. And Pittsburgh still sits between them. What happened with the draft yesterday is interesting as Carolina wins. They, they, drew, they lose the number one pick for the time being. As if Bears fans needed another piece of bad news today. Panthers now one and six. Arizona slipped to one and seven with its loss and backdoor cover. That doesn't count, though. You still get to move up in the draft when you lose against Baltimore yesterday. So the Cardinals at one and seven today have the opportunity, if they want, to take Caleb Williams or anybody, anybody they want. They don't have to take him, but that's probably what they would do, I would suspect, with. Uh, Kyler Murray, although that's a contract too that you're kind of stuck with. Right now, the Giants have the third pick at two and six. I'd go quarterback. <laughs> They're good to have. Daniel Jones, who's not even playing right now, he's hurt. Tyrod, man, that's a bag. Patriots at two and six. They need a quarterback. They have the fourth pick. The Bears at two and six are sitting at five right now. So the Bears today have the second and fifth picks in the draft. Green Bay is right behind Chicago. The Packers already have had their bye. Their loss to the Vikings yesterday slips their record to two and five on the 2023 season. They're not going to win too many. Jordan Love started so well, and man, it has been a real bad moon rising since. He has been just awful, dreadful. 
Not good for the green and gold. But Bears fans, you got that going for you. You got the second and fifth picks. Last thing I want to hit today is Tuesday's trading deadline. I'm reading on social media people suspecting the Bears might be in the the sweepstakes for Chase Young of the Washington Commanders because the Bears lack a pass rush. Alex Brown on the football after show was mad because the Bears haven't gone out and got a pass rusher who's on the street. There's a reason they're on the street, I submit to you, but it ain't Chase Young, man. Chase Young has not been able to stay in one piece, and I know you might not have to give up a whole lot for him, but I I would not... I would not do it. I I just think this guy, this is his fourth season. He's played in 34 games in his career. He has only 14 sacks in his career. He has in no way lived up to the reputation he had coming out of Ohio State and drafted right near the top. He's not even the, he's the third best pass rusher on their team. Sweat and Allen. Both are more effective getting to the quarterback. So I am a hard pass on the Bears acquiring pass rusher Chase Young. They can do that in the draft and maybe get somebody in free agency. And I get a few people who wanted to argue with me about it. And I just, they should do a whole podcast on what it irrita- what irritates me about Bears fans because they seem to have this inflated sense of value of players defensively just because they know their names. We all know the names of the stars. The quarterbacks, everybody knows them. You know who the best running backs are. Not too many this year. You know who the wide receivers are. But uh, as far as out of town defensively, not everybody is is up to speed. Guys hear a name. Yannick Ngakwe. Ooh, yeah. I remember him when the Jaguars actually... We're making a run toward the Super Bowl after the 2017 season. Yeah, he was a part of that. He was a part of it. He hasn't done shit since, and there's a reason. He's been shuffling his shoes around the country, earning NFL checks. He's not very good, and I told Bears fans that this summer. You know, just because you know the name, just because Chase Young came into the league with a huge rep, doesn't mean he's going to give their defensive line any more ability to get to the quarterback. you got to have pads on to get there, and he doesn't have them on enough. He's hurt too often. There's a reason to be crabby today about this NFL, and I get it. I'm in a good mood, but when it comes to my NFL, I have very little to stand on. You can pound away at me today if you so desire for being a, a defender of the league and you know, always promoting its its divinity. Yeah. Big pile this week. That was not good. But don't you worry about a thing. The Bears and Saints play next week to rekindle your spirit. And maybe that will be the four quarters of football I am looking at when aliens come down and say, hey, show me a football game. I've heard so much about it. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Danny Mac podcast. Adam Delavitt is the man who makes this all happen for Bet Rivers, my producer, is Sam Michael. We also thank Randy Merkin and Alex Pastor, Troy Mocker, for everything they do behind the scenes. I'll be back in a couple of days with more NFL. And don't forget, part two of Eric Kramer is right around the corner on the Danny Mac podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. 
Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.